0: Hello, I'm Janus.
1: And I'm Tessa.
0: Welcome to our podcast that celebrates wordiness
1: and nerdiness and sometimes plain
0: absurdness.
1: Please join us for today's episode of
0: Your, Your New, New Favorite, Favorite Word. Welcome to episode 34. <laughs> I'm really excited about this episode. We're going to do something different. Instead of talking about our favorite words, we're going to talk about our favorite word games. Doesn't that sound fun? Yeah, I'm excited. So Tessa's going to start us off with one of our new favorites.
1: All right. So recently, I was asking people I know to recommend things for me to help me in my new goal to laugh really hard every day. (laughs) Just an element of self-care that I'm trying to improve on. And one of the things that was recommended was a game that's created by Exploding Kittens, if you're familiar with that game. (laughs) But this one is called Poetry for Neanderthals. If you haven't heard of it, you should become familiar. It's so great. It's been a hit with our entire family. It's recommended for ages 7 and up, and it works best with an even number of players. But if you do have an odd man out, they get to wield The inflatable no stick, which is kind of a fun rule in the game. (laughs) So the object of the game is to describe the word or phrase on your card to your team who can't see the card using only one syllable words. This is a lot harder than it seems. It
0: is a lot harder than it seems.
1: (laughs) So if you use a word with more than one syllable in your explanation, you lose points, but you also get hit with the no stick. (laughs) And you earn points for every word or phrase your team successfully guesses within 90 seconds. We just wanted to take a minute to kind of demonstrate how this works. (laughs) Are you up for that, Jameis? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to grab a card, and I'm just going to try to explain it to Jameis and get him to guess the correct word using only one-syllable words on my end.
0: Okay, let's do this.
1: Your brain is where... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Think. This is idea. Hard.
1: Think in your
0: head, mind. H-
1: yes, mind. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and one who knows what is in your mind is mind reader.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. Now your turn. Oh, so now I get to do it. Okay. Yes. Here we go.
0: Bird in sky. Sea mouse.
1: Owl. Uh, prey. Predator. Like
0: that. Other hunter. Kind. Whoops, let's pause right there. We didn't notice this until we replayed it. But I actually said other, which has two <laughs> syllables. In the real game, someone would have been listening specifically for breaches like that and would have whopped me with the no stick. In this case, we let it slide... You'll hear me in a little shortly. I'll say this. I'll say it again. But uh, yeah, like I said, this is a lot harder than you think. Okay, now back to the game. Um, bird of
1: prey. Other kind. Eagle. Of
0: bird of prey. Like that. Hawk. There. Hawk. Okay.
1: Hawk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it has two syllables. So. Darn it. Where's the no stick? I didn't get it out.
0: <laughs> Let's say I didn't do that. Like so, hawk on head in hair. <laughs> what hairdo?
1: Oh, mohawk. <laughs> <There it is. laughs>
0: hawk in hair. I love it.
1: <laughs> so this is really fun to play with our kids. They especially like to be in charge of the no stick. And the thing that's so interesting is how many words we don't think of as having multiple syllables. So true. So the word very is the one that gets us very often. and Many. Many. Yeah. So trying to explain something and you're like, oh, this is a little function word. It's not an important word. So in your mind, it's kind of this one syllable word, but it's not. So those get us a lot. The thing that's funny too is how stilted <laughs> <laughs> Your explanations become because you're thinking not only about what you're trying to describe, but about the syllables of the words you're using, which is not something we generally pay no.
0: attention to. And you wind up speaking much more simply than you need to. <laughs> yes. You really do start talking like a caveman.
1: <laughs> and you you look past words that you could easily use that are one syllable, but in your mind they're a more complex concept and so it seems like they should have more syllables. It's yeah. kind of a fascinating it is. It's mental really fascinating. exercise. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot more to this game if we were actually playing with teams and things like that. But we have laughed really hard with this. Yes. It's been a great it's really, game. It's
0: really, really fun. And it plays through pretty quickly too. Yeah. Like you don't need to play a whole a very long time to for the game to, to prove its worth.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I've done something with my kids just not playing the game by the rules, but just taking turns like Jameis and I just did right now to try to get everyone else to guess what's on your card. And that's been fun too, not keeping score or anything. And just we've had a great time with that. It's been a a good source of laughter in our home. Absolutely. (laughs) So that's one of my new favorite games.
0: Great. Um, So, okay, I'm going to talk about a role-playing game. Now, role-playing games are, by their nature, about words, because you're describing and sharing and explaining. Like, it uses a lot of words.
1: Feeding the imagination. Exactly.
0: So there's this role-playing game that I think we've mentioned before on the show called Dialect by Thorny Games. Mm -hmm. And it explores specifically how language changes and eventually how language dies, which sounds morbid, (laughs) but it's actually quite beautiful and wonderfully executed. The idea is that you're part of a group of people who are isolated in some way from the rest of the world. Maybe it's something futuristic, like being part of the first Mars colony. Or it could be something from the past, like being members of a 19th century utopian commune. You might even be a group of people interacting online during a pandemic.
1: (laughs) I never thought about that one. The one I always think I would like to try is a group in an isolated ward of... People with dementia.
0: Yes, that would be a fascinating one, which is cool because the game actually lets you create your own backdrops like that. They're called backdrops, like backstories. Mm -hmm. It comes with uh, a a group of four fleshed out core backdrops, as well as about a dozen contributed backdrops from various writers, game designers, and other creatives. But you can totally make your own. And I agree. Like the dementia (laughs) word would be a fascinating, fascinating one. Regardless of the backdrop, though, the game goes through three ages or phases. The first is where you act out the founding of the isolation, like why you're isolated from everyone else, like how that came to pass. The second phase foreshadows something that will end the isolation and how you react and plan for and prepare for that. And then the final phase is where that foreshadowing comes to pass and the isolation ends. And then there's a little cooldown phase where... You talk about what happens afterward, like after everyone goes their separate ways. Now, during each phase, the players all explore their community and that shared identity and come up with words, maybe completely invented words, maybe existing words that you're making new meanings for. And these are used to describe concepts in that. In their world in that ch- isolation
1: and it's a fun way to think about why words gain the meanings that they so get true and and how they evolve over time it's a yeah. fascinating way to look at that
0: and like in later stages you can take words that you used in earlier stages and repurpose them like again show how those meanings change and you you even get to role play dialogues in character uh, like <laughs> It, trying out these words and these ideas and seeing how they fit in context.
1: It was interesting to see how some members of our family were more comfortable with that part than others, but you could play it in a different way you as well. Could.
0: You, yeah. could, you could omit the role-play part altogether and just experiment with the language creation aspect. Mm-hmm. We've only played it once as a family, but everyone loved it. I found it very inspiring. Even our youngest, at 11 years old, really enjoyed it. it seems like we played where it was this like commune where we were... Pulling away, or oh, there's like aliens involved. Like the aliens had given us some technology mm. and told us to separate ourselves from the world, and we came up with words like barrier to describe the, the you know what separated us from the outside, and that gained special meaning inside of our community. And anyway, it was it was really cool. I've been wanting to see if I could get a group together to play it online because it mm. seems like it would play really well over Zoom.
1: Yeah. That's a good time to try that out.
0: Yeah, seriously. So anyway, highly recommend Dialect. That was a great one.
1: That's fun. Thanks for sharing that one. So another one that we have played more recently is called Bring Your Own Book. Now this, we saw this at a bookstore and it reminded us of a game that Jameis and I had played with friends one time on a date, a group date when we were in college. And we each had a novel And someone would read a piece of dialogue, and then people would take turns choosing a piece of dialogue from their book to continue the conversation. And we had some really uproariously hilarious (laughs) conversations from that. that was fun. So this game reminded me a lot of that. And the idea is for each player to choose a book, and this could be anything. And the rules say, you know, it could be a cookbook, could be a magazine, could be a novel, could be... Anything you want. We found that books with dialogue are usually the most versatile for the purposes of the game. Um, But players take turns as the picker who chooses a prompt card. So some examples of the prompts are lyrics from a country western song, the title of a self-help book, an alien's first words to humankind... (laughs) The title of a long-lost Alfred Hitchcock thriller. (laughs) So these kinds of ideas, and then everyone takes uh, takes the time to search for a suitable piece of text in their book that could fill this prompt. So it could be a single word, a partial or entire sentence, a multiple sentence passage. Has to be consecutive that answers the prompt. And when the first person has found one, they say "found it," and they turn over a sixty-second timer. And that's how much time everyone else has to find one in their book. This is just to keep it from taking forever. Right, which it, could. it could
0: easily, yeah.
1: Yeah, because sometimes you're really struggling and you're just flipping through the book trying to find something. But uh, when the timer is up, everyone takes the time to read their answer from their book. And then the picker gets to judge who's best fills the prompt. And that person earns that card. And then when somebody has earned a certain number of cards, they win the game. So that's pretty fun. And I just wanted to give a couple of examples. So I just grabbed the first book I saw on a shelf over here, The Hobbit. That's a familiar one. And so I'll just tell you some things. I just opened to a random page. So lyrics from a country western song. I'm always last and I don't like it. It's somebody else's turn today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's even got a good meter to it. <laughs> I know.
1: That felt really good. Okay. The title of a self-help book. You should not be so fat. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. An alien's first words to humankind. Don't start grumbling against orders or something bad will happen to you. (laughs) These are all from the same page. This is fun. In other words,
0: The Hobbit is a really good book to play. Yes.
1: I'm going to choose it next time. The title of a long lost Alfred Hitchcock thriller. Another length of rope. (laughs) So that's just an example of, of what you could do. And it's, it's just a fun cooperative game, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've really had a lot of fun with this. That is a
0: great one. Those are great examples. <laughs> Good job, Tessa. <laughs> <laughs> so another one that we really enjoy playing is one that, if you've played it, you might not even think of it as a word game. And that is Dixit. And I've seen Dixit on the shelf of stores like Walmart. So it's, it's a lot more common than some of these other ones. Yeah. But... I totally think of it as a word game, but in an unexpected way because it's more about feeding out the semantic boundaries of a single word or phrase. So the way it works is it has these decks of beautifully illustrated but very surreal cards, and every player gets a hand of six of these cards, and one player is the active player, and that player will pick a card from their hand and then try and think of a word or a phrase that relates to it. This is the clue, and they'll say that out loud. Then all the other players try and pick from their hand a card that also fits that clue. And then everyone puts their cards in a pile and they get shuffled together and then laid out face up. And the goal is to try and pick the active player's card from that clue. (laughs) So it's tricky because there's some strategy there. It's it's this balancing act because as the active player, you get zero points if no one guesses your card. And you get zero points if everyone guesses your card.
1: <laughs> you want to find somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. Where some people are going to be on the same wavelength as you
0: and others might exactly. not. Exactly. So you don't want something that's too obscure and you don't want something that's too obvious. Mm-hmm. It's got to be in the middle. So for example, I've got a card here that I pulled from the deck. It's, it depicts a tall tower with a woman in a room at the very top behind bars. And a man in armor is kneeling at the bottom, holding some keys in his hand. Now, I could say something like Rapunzel, right? But <laughs> everyone That's, that's probably too specific because it, it describes that card to a T, and everyone would guess that, and then you'd get no points. Or you could do something more abstract like wall. <laughs> you know, there's a big wall, four of them, in fact, on that tower. But that... Might be too much of a jump, and someone else's card might match it more specifically, and everyone would choose that one, and then you would also get no points. Mm-hmm. So, in the end, you know, I might look at that and go with something like trapped, which conveys the spirit of it, but could also describe another player's card as well. And so, you hope to get some people to pick your card and some people to pick some other <laughs> cards as well. Um, but it, 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 the thing I really like about it, though, is like I said, it explores. The overlap between the semantic boundaries of these words. Like Rapunzel, on the one hand, is really specific. It doesn't have a very large boundary necessarily, whereas Wall has this enormous semantic boundary. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of area in there. And further, you start to discover that other people draw those boundaries a little differently than you do. Yeah. And I've never played it with someone who speaks, who's a native speaker of a different language. Oh, that would be fascinating. I bet fascinating. you that would reveal a lot of different assumptions as I think well. you're right. So anyway, that's a, that's a really fun game. And next time you play it, if you've played it before, or if you haven't ever played it before and you play it for the first time, <laughs> think of it in terms of a word game.
1: So the next one I wanted to share is kind of similar. You wouldn't necessarily immediately think of this as a word game, but it's called We See. It's spelled (laughs) (laughs) O-U-I-S-I. So it's a pun on W-E-S-E-E, but with the French and Spanish words for yes, we and see. And it's a set of 210 photo cards, really interesting photos, just kind of corners of things, or you don't necessarily immediately know what the photograph is of, Right. but they're really intriguing. There's a lot of color, shape, a uh, shadow, different things going on with those. They're really beautiful just even to look at and um, go through the deck, but The goal is to connect them to each other in some way. And there's a booklet that comes with this game that has lots of different ways that you can do this, different kinds of games, some cooperative, some competitive, but all very creative and mind expanding. And this is one that my kids and I have had a really interesting time with. And and it's a similar thing to what you were talking about seeing how different people connect things differently than you would. And it's, it's really revealing and very interesting, but I love this game.
0: Yeah. We've had some really fun times doing it. It's almost meditative. Definitely. Very relaxing. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it could be played competitively as well, in which case it probably wouldn't be. (laughs) No,
1: (laughs) but you could do some kind of solo game as well. Solitaire. It could be solitaire. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's another one of my new favorites. That's
0: great. So lastly, I want to mention a game that Tessa and I have played (laughs) since we were first married. I don't even know what to call it. It's a simple word game that we used to play in the car on road trips. (laughs) I say that we invented it, but I've mentioned it to others who've said that they've played different variations on the same theme, and it's really not a complicated game. It could have appeared spontaneously any number of times. But the, the gist of the game is this. One person picks a word like a compound word or perhaps a short phrase just something with more than one syllable and then the other player has to take the end of that word or phrase and make another word or phrase from it this goes back and forth basically until you work yourselves into a corner or <laughs> into a loop <laughs> for example i might start with roadblock and then tessa might respond with blockhead And then I'd say head start, and then starting line, line in the sand, sandman, man of war, and so on. Just following that chain, picking up from the end. So I thought we might try this live. (laughs) Are you up to that? Ooh, let's try it. (laughs) I made
1: you do Neanderthals. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
0: so I'll start. Um, So how about something we're starting to feel the lack of? Let's go with daylight. (laughs) Lighthouse. House party.
1: Party animal.
0: Animal planet.
1: (laughs) Planetary orbit. Bit of honey. Ooh. So you just (laughs) took the last syllable of that one. Yeah. Honey bee. Be mine. (laughs) Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) Big thing in our house right now. (laughs) Yeah, very much.
0: Anyway, that's the idea behind it right there. We just go back and forth. Again, until until either you can't think of a word that goes anywhere or an, until you start yourselves in a loop. And Tessa and I, we aren't super competitive, so we've, we've <laughs> always just played it cooperatively just to see how far we can go. But I can easily imagine the game being played competitively if you're, that's your thing. There's probably some strategies that would... <laughs> That would appear in that case, but the fun thing about the game to me is how it forces you to re-index the words in your mind. Mm-hmm. To think about how they go instead of being cataloged by meaning and going stream of consciousness, like relating one word to the next in some semantic sense. You're going purely by that chunk of sound and, and finding and totally change
1: categories. Starts if you choose a syllable you can just completely go off the grid. Exactly.
0: It's a really good brain exercise. Absolutely. It's, it's a fun one. And it's like I said, it's great on road trips where you just kind of zone out and let your brain get into that <laughs> that pattern matching way.
1: Yeah. And all these things are keeping us from that dementia ward that I mentioned earlier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exercising our brains now to help us in the future. We hope. We hope, yes. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. We have had a lot of fun thinking about word games that we love. Maybe some of these will be new to you. We would love to hear about if you have any favorite word games that you'd like to share with us, either ones that you can purchase or some that you've made up yourselves, like that last one James was describing. We love words and we love word games. And we would also love for you to share with us your new favorite word. Thanks for joining us.